Assalamu alaikum. You're listening to Tech Sisters Stories. Tech Sisters is a community that connects you with other sisters who share your story, experiences, and goals so you no longer have to feel like the only one like you on your team. My name is Grace, and I get to interview the amazing women in our community, share their stories, and the lessons they learned. Today on Tech Sisters Stories, we are excited to have Fatima Akonbi. Fatima is a front-end software engineer who is passionate about crafting smooth user experiences, learning, and teaching. She has a YouTube channel where she posts HTML, CSS, and JavaScript tutorials, and I am so happy to have her on today. Welcome. Assalamu alaikum, Fatima. Wa alaikum salam Thank you so much for having me, Grace. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Alhamdulillah. How did you first get into tech? Mine was kind of accident. It was kind of accidental because should be told, I didn't really know more. I didn't even know what software development was. I just knew computer science as a course in university. So after my first degree, I studied chemistry. And studying chemistry in my in where I stay in Nigeria kind of limits you to the kind of jobs you will have. Okay. So majorly the jobs I was seeing were teaching rules. So I actually go on, I got a position as a school teacher. So before then, I think I loved teaching. But when I was actually in the act of teaching, I knew what I knew teachers were doing very, very amazing. And oh my it's God, really hard. Like, yeah. Very, very hard. <laughs> Especially with younger kids, younger children. Yeah. And God, oh my goodness. So that was when I knew that I, I don't think I want to be a teacher. <laughs> so so I, I sort of started looking for other opportunities elsewhere. And the issue of using the job came in. So I had interviews where I would get to the final stage and I would have to interview with the bosses and they would be like, oh, sorry, you are, yeah, yeah, you're actually the best candidate for this role, but we wouldn't be able to go ahead because you sort of present a religion and public clients and customers would think we are like an Islamic organization. I had like two or three different companies where I was still that. Yeah. That, that they would prefer I use a turban or I use the cap. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't do that. I couldn't compromise. So eventually, I later got an administrative role in sort of a company that was owned by a woman. And I think maybe because I was a woman and she needed a man in her company. And that was why I started around 2019. I did the role for one year. And God, it says I wasn't getting the fulfillment and joy I thought I had for that particular room. So I resigned and I started looking for other opportunities. I enrolled in a fashion school. So I, I had the dream of actually starting my own business. I didn't want to continue being in the mercy of employers who discriminate based on my religion and all of that. So I started learning fashion design but I got to know that I was I love I love making clothes I love sewing but I didn't see a, a, a future in me like owning a fashion house and all of that I just I I got to know that I loved it for mm-hmm. for for my own sake I just wanted to define my fashion I wanted to sew my clothes myself I wanted to that's generally defined my fashion sense and be able to replicate Islam in it. So 2020 came by and I, I was looking for roles that I could fit in. 
I was looking for those I could see and then I came while surfing the internet, I came across development and I like wow. Wow. I've always at my two general level in school, my second year in university, I had to do a computer science course and that was my first introduction to it. And it was very hard. And I was like, oh what are those doing this course? Yeah, they must be aliens, we must be very, very brilliant and all of that. But something me just told me to apply for it was actually a boot camp and it was totally for beginners i applied for it and eventually i got into the program and started learning it and so that was actually my first introduction to to development it wasn't very easy i was very honest with you because that was my first time of having an experience where you actually read study and you don't get the right results you want all my life in school anytime I read and prepare well for exams I usually come out like with very good grades but we called it it was totally different it was so last if it was out of this world I kept asking people how do you become a software developer how do you code how how do you understand all of this and I said how 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 and mm. Along the way, I, I I met with some people who introduced me to different tech communities. I started attending different tech meetups, and so some of those things I did at my early stage, all those questions I asked, all the tech communities I joined, sort of made it made my journey easier. Because at some point I wanted to just give up because it was it wasn't just staying in my brain for some reasons. I don't know why, but I I I met with people that were already in tech and they sort of gave me the encouragement, gave me the resources I needed to be a better developer and um kind of helped me generally. So that was basically how I got into tech like fully. Mashallah, what a journey. So what's really clear to me from that is, so you love sewing. You're clearly a very creative person, Fatima. Like you have a brain where you can really focus on the problem and learn about it and learn all about it. And you like doing creative, yeah, creative problem solving. But at the same time, you're not afraid to pivot and find something that you can go on to the next I, thing. I am not. I am not afraid to pick on any new move. I believe. I believe once you are in committed, I. I believe hard work and perseverance, consistency are the keys to success. So even if I were to transition into an accounting career, I know I would do well because I would give it my all. I. I sort of. I am hold that as as my driving force, be hardworking, committed, and have a goal you're looking forward to. And mashallah, you would achieve it with, no matter how hard it seems might be. Because I tell people even till today that coding is like the hardest thing I have ever done. <laughs> <laughs> hardest it took me time if I could get the basic foundation. It took me time, but alhamdulillah, I'm here, I'm, I'm here, and I'm still, I'm a software developer, and alhamdulillah, I've been doing well so far in my career. Uh, alhamdulillah and i love what you said about reaching out to people asking for help asking them how did you get into software engineering what do you do yes. in a day and inter- asking them to help introduce to other communities and showing you resources i think that yeah. part is a really important step to help building up your network and what would you say because a, a lot of people in texas just kind of realize that this is something that they should be doing but it's a little bit scary for some of our members what kind of advice would you you give for someone who's feeling nervous about reaching out for help so like I said, I'm a go-getter, so I do everything. I try my best to explore all routes to actually achieving my goal. So if it means me 
going on YouTube, learning more about that particular thing I have issues with, I do it. If it means me going to meet younger people, going to meet senior people in the room, I do it. So what I would advise is that as long as you have a vision, a goal that you're working towards, there's no too much of a thing to do whenever you're trying to achieve something. So there's no, no such thing as you're going extra. There's no extra. You should go as far as you think you can. You should even go more than you think you can go because I reached out to people that I never thought I would be able to. I someone courage so many times going to meet senior developers, going to meet people that are not into web development because I started with web. I'm still a web developer. Even going to meet people that are in cybersecurity, people that are data analysts, just to gather their knowledge and to be able to fight on everything to achieve that particular goal. So I'll just tell them to go for it. Don't be shy. And the good thing about the community is that everybody's ready to help. So I've never seen a community that is as helpful as tech. It's, it's as if everybody wants you to be a millionaire in tech. Everybody, once they know that you're in tech, they are ready to help you. They want to just help you. Everybody's willing to help you. You just need that extra effort to walk up to them and meet up with that and tell them what your issues are. And inshallah, you, you get help. Get help, restrain yourself, just go ahead. And people are ready to help, people are so so ready to help. Yeah, this is a thing that you don't realize until you just get out of your shell and ask for help. Is people yeah. are very, very generous yeah, yeah. with their time yes. and how long they're willing to spend answering your questions and helping you. And they'll send you extra resources, they'll remember you in the future if they see something that might be useful for you. It is right. just to your benefit, subhanAllah. So yeah. you were saying that you got introduced to these tech communities, you were becoming active in them. How did you go from there to getting your first tech job? Okay, so for my first tech job, okay, during the process of asking on how I could, because when I started, after learning HTML and CSS, I needed to start learning programming languages. So yeah. I would go on YouTube, then I would start, I would, learn, I would learn Python today. Second day, someone else would tell me that, no, people don't use Python again. Learn this, I would go ahead and learn. So I was learning so many languages and I wasn't good at any of them. So someone actually told me that I needed to go for a structured program. So I part of what person shared with me was a fellowship program. So I engaged, I started a fellowship, a six months fellowship program where of course they there were curriculums, there there were standards and also in the fellowship we had like community of senior developers, people that we could actually work up to and learn on how software development actually is in the real world. So that that kind of helped me. So the the, the community I had and and even in the fellowship, they encourage you to, to, to join communities and they also encourage you to join their own communities of previous students, people that you talk to and get resources from. Yes, and I think you touched on something that is also a very frequent issue for a lot of new members is what language do I learn? Because we do definitely have people who are starting with JavaScript and then they kind of hit a roadblock and they think, well, maybe I won't learn Python and then they start doing that. And so you just, so you can have so many unfinished projects in your GitHub. Yes. We're yes. not really moving any further than just, you know, just the very basics. Anything. Yeah. Exactly. 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 So what was something you did? So you were saying that you went through that structured program. What was the mm -hmm. difference of following that and you know, going through and committing to the course and finishing that and to 
doing a YouTube video and kind of trying out lots of different things because there's advantages to two sides. So mm -hmm. what do you think were some of the pros and cons of those approaches? Okay, okay. So for the structured program, it's kind of mixed your software journey shorter because you are in the house of an experienced professional and you are being taught, you are streamlined to a particular language, a particular technology, and they try their best to make sure that you're actually very good at it before um, before taking you to the next technology. So for you to one of the things I like about it is that you get to hear from, aside from your classroom, you get to hear from other developers, like there are different approaches to solving programming problems. So for me to buzz, you get to even, there are like three minutes videos, six mm. minute videos, and you're like, wow, how come, how come I didn't think of this solution? And they <laughs> kind of make it very, very simple. But first, I would advise people to have a structured curriculum in in place, something they are following. So whenever, let's say you want to learn about arrays in JavaScript, just go on YouTube and search for just arrays. It's kind of different. It's kind of um, uh, more, you get more from it than going on YouTube and searching for introductory course to JavaScript. They would, they would kind of, they will touch it, but they won't go deep into it because most of the time they are usually crash courses. Yes. But imagine you picking just one topic and the only thing that will make you know the topic, the, the, the um, particular topic you want to pick will be you following a particular syllabus or a structure that has already um, put in place to that. So mine, it's kind of made my software development journey shorter. It's yes. shorter and I was able to get job after my fellowship with the knowledge I was taught there. Alhamdulillah. Yes, yeah. I I definitely agree. I think YouTube, we can see it as a supplement to something that is a little bit more structured. YouTube, a lot of the YouTube videos are, if you look for the ones that are very detailed on a very specific subject, those are the best ones. The ones that are just like yes. a very broad overview, just see it as like a very high level introductory thing, but yes. that shouldn't be your only source. And exactly. while you're doing this, you need to be building your own projects. Projects, so yes. That is like the most, more than <laughs> with the course <laughs> material, you have to be practicing these things, right? Exactly. exactly. One thing that we have, and the members are talking about, when going back to I was saying how they're kind of indecisive on the technology, on the, the tech stack that they want to learn. Do you feel, and because you were going through this yourself, that because you ended up focusing in JavaScript, that your time spent learning Python was didn't help you or it was a waste? No, it wasn't a waste because I I I haven't actually used any I haven't built any projects using Python lately. But along the line, then I learned PHP too. So I learned PHP, <laughs> I learned Python, I learned I I think I learned a little bit of C plus plus. So I just I was just fetching around then for the PHP. I actually as a front end because I majorly do with front end development. So right. there are times when you would want to build a the solution that wouldn't require that you do not use a JavaScript project, like a JavaScript language in it. There are some that you could use all of you could use you could use WordPress. Mm -hmm. So so yes, yes, there are some solutions that you don't need to stress yourself and start writing logic and all of that. WordPress would suffice very well for that particular solution. So my knowledge of PHP then still helps me because it's kind of different from when someone who do not have a programming experience uses WordPress. So 
presently, it's, I kind of, it's very, very helpful. My WordPress skills, very, very helpful. Indeed. So it's not, it's not wasted. It's not wasted. Yes, alhamdulillah. So it's, it's thinking about these languages and these skill sets as a tool in your toolbox. And the more yes. that you're familiar with it and the more practice you have with these tools, then you could see where to apply them into different problems. Yes, yes. So if you didn't know PHP, you could force a JavaScript solution in there. But sometimes, like you said, PHP is the, the easier way. It's easier to use a WordPress thing and just exactly. kind of customize it. SubhanAllah. Nothing is the waste. <laughs> nothing. Nothing is the waste. Nothing is the waste at all. So now you were saying that you're in your full-time job as a front-end web developer. What what's next? What do you hope to do next for you, Fatima? Okay, okay, okay. So I I currently focus on web web for now. So I I I have plans. I focus on web soon. So I have plans on. I've already started learning web three. I want to go into oh. technologies. Yes. Okay. And I also have plans of also starting my mobile development journey. Yeah. So Obviously, I'm not going to just go to or go on YouTube. I'm going to take a structured course for it because I sort of, I've had the experience of going there and just searching for content. And I also have the experience of going through a structured program. So yeah. for, for me to make my journey to be more more meaningful and lesser, like for me to cut down on my, um, the length of my learning period, I think I would go for structured programs for all of this. I'm going to start learning my blockchain my mobile development and probably I think I would start learning back too, but not anytime soon. Not anytime soon. Not anytime soon. Not anytime soon. The myth is broken like a true front end developer. No, no, the myth is that yeah. Oh no, the thing is, most users even get to interact with the front end, even before you are writing the back end code. I can I can just do a manipulation and as far as the code works, nobody's going to see any of any of my manipulations. But for a front end person, any mistake I make is being seen by the whole world, by everybody that accesses the website. So front end is not like I don't know why people see front end and be like, oh, yeah, front end developer, you're not. But once you're a back end developer, we're like, wow, you're a back end developer. Mm. No, front end developer, the front end development is not as easy as people think. We're actually like the forefront of what before people get to interact with the front end first, even before using the features of the back end. Yeah. One of the things that I like is a former front end developer. One of the things I like to say is you can ask somebody who is really good at Java to design something with CSS and see what the result is. And it's, yes, it's, yes, it's a it's very, very it's very different. It's a very different yes. way of thinking about doing things. Exactly. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. And that's not taking away from either side. It's, you know, they're, they're a complementary skill set. Alhamdulillah. So there is something that you said in the beginning that I wanted to go back to. You were saying that on some of the job interviews that you went to, you were having a hard time because you're wearing hijab and they wanted you to wear a less visible version of it. Mm-hmm. We've heard that in a couple of other interviews from other Nigerians and from other countries. Has that changed when you're in the tech field? Can you elaborate a little bit more on like what that experience has been for you? Alhamdulillah, it has been. I haven't even had any reason to. Nobody has ever looked um, down on me, nobody has ever discriminated me or thought I was less of a developer because of my job. Alhamdulillah, I'm so happy about that. We take the 
the only constraint that happens once in a while is whenever you are in meetups and you and the opposite sex wants to shake you and you're like, no, I'm Muslim, I can't do that. And they're like, wow. But the good thing about tech is that people want to learn. I'm like, I'm so happy to be in tech. I mean, I'm so happy to be in nobody is they're not, they don't come with the defensive attitude. They want to actually learn. Like, wow, you don't you don't shake hands. Wow, I never knew Muslims do this. I never and you educate them with that. So I have like I haven't faced any backlash because of the use of my hijab in Chitek. I have never, not for once. I've always been accepted for who I am. Alhamdulillah. I'm so happy to hear that, Fashim. I'm really, really happy for you. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. And I think this is fundamentally true. Obviously, tech is a massive field and some companies are just not good fits. But I think for the most part, people are genuinely good. They do genuinely want to know more about what's going on. They are curious and their curiosity comes from like a best interest. And it's a good opportunity to educate. And I think in tech... People are more willing to listen and respect your boundaries. People, yeah, because I think in some other fields, it's more, a little bit more old fashioned and you don't really have any boundaries. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think in tech, you can kind of assert that you, you have a little bit more autonomy. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wonderful. What are some assumptions that you found that people, well, I guess maybe we've talked about this a little bit with the front end of, but maybe we can find out some more. So some assumptions that people have about you or the work that you do. Okay. Aside from people thinking that it's uh, it's very simple, <laughs> they, 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 they think the only language you use for front-end development is just JavaScript. So once you're a front-end developer, they'd be like, you're a JavaScript developer. Who the other languages that have been implemented in front-end development? Aside from that, they, they think we are, we are less of developers than back-end <laughs> developers. <laughs> Those are like my major issues in there. And I'm like, wow, no, this is not it. I struggle. <laughs> I struggle to implement APIs. I struggle to implement without us. You well, yeah, nobody would be. Imagine coming to HTML on the website. Nobody would want to interact with that. We are also as important as all that developers too. Yes, yes, yes. That's it. I'm glad we're talking about. Alhamdulillah. Fatima, what is something that you're most proud of? So this can be something that you achieved or a project that you did that's like really close to your heart. Thank you. So Alhamdulillah, I as a Muslim, you have to be very conscious of the year after. You have to be very, very conscious of it. So I have always thought of a way to do a Soda Cottage area, something that whenever I'm born would always Done back to me, my grade. So I have to lie. That was part of the reasons why I thought I liked teaching at first when I decided to be a teacher. No. So I have to lie. I have been able to, in my local community, I have been able to introduce about 60 girls, 60 secondary school students into their first introduction to engineering. So, and I see. You know, you cannot force people to learn software development, but I see quite a number of them actually like very, very interested in pursuing a career in it and giving so much joy, so much joy in seeing young people coming up to me and oh, I want to be like, I want to do this, I want to do this, what can I do to do this and all of that. And also there is also, there is, I volunteered for as a software instructor for 
some 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 group of boys that were picked from the streets by a certain organization. The organization is just in slums. It's, it's in Africa. It's in Nigeria. So the their mission is to make the boys better versions of themselves. So I, alhamdulillah, I was one of the facilitators that I to teach these boys. And alhamdulillah, I see most of their jobs. Most of their work now. I I was sent. I two of them sent me their. Um, some of their work in progress and I was like, wow, alhamdulillah, these are boys that people have given up on and I see a very brighter future in them. It's like it's like having <laughs> like seeing my children grow and becoming what I actually want for them. So alhamdulillah, software development has has really helped me. And that was part of the reason why I started my YouTube channel to be able to reach a wider audience with my knowledge and I have to like my last episode and have to be bad on my parts because I have to like I'm so happy that I can be able to work and also prepare for my for the year after using my job too. So I have to like I'm so like I'm always very grateful for the opportunity to be a developer and also the opportunity to give impacts like uh, impact my society positively. I have to like I'm so happy about that. Very very happy and always fulfilled. The time I remember that I can do this. Wow, may Allah accept all of that from you and really amplify your the effects of your efforts and your reward. Um, Subhanallah, that is amazing, Fatima. You're doing so much good work, <laughs> Mashallah. I have not so much sadaka jaria because you're giving these these children like the tools that are really going to help them into adulthood and build careers. So anything that they do that's going to have baraka in it is going to come back to you. Subhanallah, that's amazing. I'm so happy that you're able to use these skills and to have such a direct impact. It's really really wonderful. And and the good thing about children to coding at a very young age or teenagers is that it sort of is their problem solving skills. You see, I had like two students that their parents came up to me and wow that their their children like their words are better now at solving problems. They don't just because at the end of community outreach I did where I said I taught more than 60 students, but there was a part where I introduced them into problem thinking and how they could impact their society. So they come up with they came up with very beautiful projects that I never thought we even had issues with. In the society, so so that that sort of like expanded the started thinking outside books, and I am delighted even helping them in their school. Like their parents are actually seeing the difference. They they see their children always in front of their computers and always looking serious, and they're like, "Mashallah, I have to like they don't just say <laughs> they like like they are very serious teenagers now." I have to like I'm always very happy. Like I have to like aside oh, from coding, that's also impacted their life in their school curriculum, and I have to like. Alhamdulillah, I'm so happy about that. Alhamdulillah, yeah, of course, that must make the teacher inside of you so happy. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Oh, fantastic. And the other side of this, Fatima, what is something that in your career that you regret or you wish that you did differently? Uh, I, I'm kind of thinking of what, but really... I don't think I can think of one for now. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think I can think of one for now. I'm like, not for now. Not for now. now. (laughs) Yes, yes. But it, this is an answer that we hear a lot. Alhamdulillah, I think especially as Muslims, we have that mindset that there's things that bad that happen to us aren't really bad because everything comes from Allah. It's all part of that color. And so we can have that sense of faith and talk all that. 
whatever we did to get to where we are, that was what was meant to happen. Subhanallah. Alhamdulillah. And like we were saying before, nothing was wasted. Not uh, so. Yeah, alhamdulillah. And the last question I have for you, Fatima, what is somebody or something in your journey that you are most grateful for? I am most grateful the connections I have, my network, my my community of especially LinkedIn. LinkedIn has really helped my career. Yeah. LinkedIn has helped me so much. I have met so many wonderful people. So many wonderful people in LinkedIn and Alhamdulillah, they have really contributed to making my growth very, very seamless. I've had so many, so many great networks from I've, I've gotten nice gigs from LinkedIn. Okay. So, <laughs> so uh, Alhamdulillah. And also, I am so grateful for my husband too. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. He has, he has been very, very supportive. And very, very supportive. There are, there are days where we share chores. He would even do my, the whole chores at the house just because I have a deadline to meet up with. And at the time I started my software engineering career, it was the same time I started my master's degree, my second degree. Yeah. So uh, it was, it was, and I remember I told you that I started a fellowship program not far from there at that time. So it was very, very, I had, I didn't have any full time at all, but Alhamdulillah, mm-hmm. he was always out because there were times where I would go for lectures. I was on a full time master's program. I would go for, mm-hmm. he would take me to school, bring me back. Virtually was like my second, it was like my shadow then and he just Aww. tries to, <laughs> he tries to make everything very, very he made it very, very easy. Even my LinkedIn, he was actually a person that opened my LinkedIn. And I told him, what are you doing? Because he, he's, an, he's a very active user of LinkedIn. I knew the power of it. So he would, uh, he would go on my LinkedIn, 10 connection requests, follow people on my behalf, and he told me to post this, do this, this, this. And Alhamdulillah, has been very, very supportive. Very, very supportive. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. So, Alhamdulillah. So That's very, very sweet. My love rewarding. That's so sweet, mashallah. Fatima, is there anything else that you would like to add? Any last words of advice? Okay, so I would, I would want people to always have the mindset of whatever you are doing, whatever you are doing is worth doing well. Put your face to anything you are doing. Because I, I, that's something about me, Alhamdulillah, that, I, I, Alhamdulillah, that Allah has given me. Anything I start, as far as I make the decision to start it, I don't stop until I achieve it. And I do, I do, I give my 100% to it. Like I said, I'm a go-getter. I do my, I give my 100% to it and make sure that I achieve it. And as a software developer, even, okay, people that are trying to come into tech, there are so many times where you'll be down with poster syndrome. Please mm. don't give a talk to people. Have networks, go for meetups go for have tech communities where you would be able to share your experiences share your fears share ask for interview tips ask for career advices improve your soft skills just don't give up yeah it happens a lot it happens to the best of the best even senior developers get that period there is always that period in time where you would feel you are not enough for a certain job or a certain role don't don't give up. <laughs> like don't give up. Don't just give up. I believe everything, everything, your situation right now was planned by Allah. And you giving up is I don't you I don't I just don't give up. I am a good getter. <laughs> and give your hundred percent to it. Give your hundred percent to it. Software, I usually tell new people that new in tech that software development is like it's really coding. 
know, there are different aspects of software development, especially the like the web development, the coding aspects. It it, it can just overwhelm me. The the it's like it's like forcing a baby child. It mm. needs a hundred percent attention. Like when I first started, I used to be I, I used to like I, I, I love sleeping very early. Like I love sleeping very early at night. Once after my shy, I just go and sleep. But when I started my software engineering <laughs> journey and I wasn't getting my results, my spectrum results, I started sleeping around 12 p.m. Like, I started, like it reduced my well, alhamdulillah, I have stopped that. My sleeping, my sleeping culture has been balanced now. Alhamdulillah. That's because I've been able to achieve my goal and I've been able I've been able to achieve my targets and, and I'm like I am not where I want to be now but I'm like I'm in a very good state now so just give your 100% to anything you want to do and do it well just do it well and you see the results coming up it might seem as if it is not adding up but trust me as far as you don't give up it would add up oh mashallah it's perfect it's such great advice <laughs> thank you so much again Fatima it was so lovely having thank you on thank you and as always, thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. If you liked it and you like what we're doing at Tech Sisters, consider following us, leaving a review, sharing this episode with any friends, or even supporting us on Patreon. All of those really help us a lot. This is a completely nonprofit organization. We're just doing this for Sadaka. So anything that helps more Muslim women find us and discover us and hear the stories is immensely helpful. And if you are a Muslim woman in tech, please go ahead and check out our community. It is completely free and fun and very supportive. You can join by going to our website at tech-sisters.com and filling out the membership form and you will get a link right away into our Slack. So it's really, really easy. And that is all for me and I'll see you next week. Assalamu